baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A heartbreaking discovery. Human remains were discovered, consistent with the description of Gabrielle Gabby Petito. I'm Sean Adams. A week into the school year, COVID closes down an entire school. I'm Marla Diamond in East Harlem. The National Institutes of Health worries this week's UN meeting will be a super spreader. We're in the midst of a Delta surge. Uh, it is not a safe place to throw caution to the winds. Plus, we'll dip into the news radio archives for this date's milestones, including when Fonzie jumped the shark, which we do many mornings, don't we? This and many mornings, maybe this morning, Monday, September 20th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day. On this date, let's see. This event in the Civil War, this event in church history. Oh, Fonzie jumped the shark, too. <laughs> you know something? It had profound impacts on pop culture, Paul. It did. 61 degrees. We're heading to mid-70s today. It's Monday. I'm Paul Murday. And I'm Wayne Cabot. Good morning. It is a chilly start to the day. Upper 40s in some of the suburbs. We'll be checking in with Craig Allen about the week ahead in just a moment. Let's begin, though, with the heartbreak on Long Island over Gabby Petito, the search in Florida over her still-missing boyfriend as well. WCBS reporter Sean Adams is here to update the news of a body found in Wyoming. Sean, what are the authorities saying about that? According to the FBI, remains found at a campground near Grand Teton National Park are consistent with the description of 22-year-old Gabby Petito from Long Island. Her father, upon hearing the news, tweeted a photograph of his daughter standing in front of a mural, a colorful mural of angel's wings. Positive identification and cause of death pending. Here's FBI agent Charles Jones. As every parent can imagine, this is an incredibly difficult time for the family and friends. Our thoughts and prayers are with them. We ask that you all respect the privacy as they mourn the loss of their daughter. Petito and fiance Brian Laundrie were on a cross-country excursion in a van. Social media videos showed them happy, smiling, enjoying the splendors of nature as they went from one national park to the other. August 12th, though, in Moab, Utah, police video captured a, a much different scene, a darker time, emotional distress after an altercation. Petito's family last heard from her at the end of August. Laundry returned home to Florida alone September 1st, and he would not talk to the police. He has been missing now for nearly a week. Wayne, Paul. And Sean, is there any news on that search for Brian Laundry? I know they were looking somewhere near Sarasota. Florida police are searching for Brian Laundry. He's a person of interest. Last seen Tuesday, the search is focused on a, a nature reserve, a Carlton Nature Reserve in Sarasota County. Police used drones. They used bloodhounds. So far, no sign of the missing fiancé. Thank you, Sean, for the update. There are calls now to strengthen New York City's school testing protocols because all the COVID cases after just one week of classes. Marla Diamond joins us with that story. Marla, how extensive is it? 
Well, it's very extensive here at PS79 in East Harlem, Wayne, where students will not be returning to the classroom today. The entire school has been closed until next Tuesday after the city's test and trace score found evidence of transmission of COVID-19 within the facility. There are 19 confirmed cases, according to the Manhattan Borough President, and the City Council's Education Committee Chairman Mark Traeger said 45 others are quarantined. It's believed the transmission began before students arrived to school during staff orientation events. The closure has led to calls from the teachers union to increase random coronavirus testing in schools with children under the age of 12 to every week rather than every other week. The city did not require all vaccinated, unvaccinated staff or students to be tested before they return to school buildings, though all unvaccinated staff are required to show proof of a negative coronavirus, a negative coronavirus test once a week, a more frequent testing regimen than unvaccinated students. By the way, the uh, vaccination requirement for teachers does not kick in until September 17th. So it's very, um, excuse me, September 27th. So it's very possible that you had some unvaccinated staff members attending these orientation events. Marla, thanks. New York City's vaccination requirements have touched off some international arguments with the U.N. General Assembly underway this week. At first, U.N. officials said they strongly supported New York City's move to require vaccinations inside event spaces, which would include U.N. headquarters. But after a handful of leaders expressed their discontent, including the Russian ambassador calling the rule discriminatory, it was later made clear the rule would not be enforced. We'll have vaccination sites available. Anyone who is not yet vaccinated can get vaccinated. Mayor de Blasio says stringent rules are important. I appeal directly on behalf of New York City to help us protect the progress we've made. Asked if the General Assembly could become a super spreader event, National Institutes of Health Director Dr. Francis Collins says he hopes not. Let's pay attention here. We're in the midst of a Delta surge. Uh, it is not a safe place to throw caution to the winds. He tells CBS's Face the Nation people need to take this seriously. Steve Burns, WCBS News Radio 880. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Let's get a look at that beautiful forecast. Craig Allen is here. And it is a very pretty sunrise off to the east, but still have a half hour to go before it gets above the horizon. 642 for the city this morning. Mainly sunny, pleasantly warm for the day. High in the mid-70s, normal high 75. We will be right around there. Tonight's low, 60 to 65. 50s again in the cooler suburbs. And then tomorrow, varying amounts of sun and clouds with a shower possible in spots late in the day or Tuesday night. But the chances actually increase more so starting with Wednesday. Uh, Tuesday's high, 70 to 75 degrees. Right now, it is in the upper 40s and low 50 suburbs. 63 in the city, humidity 81%. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Stock futures are indicating a much lower opening this morning. More about that in just a second. First, Joe Connolly is here about the entrepreneurial dreams of a deli employee on First Avenue, Joe. Yeah, there are a million stories in the city. I went into a deli on First Avenue the other day and asked the woman at the register a question about a product. She knew all about it. I asked another question. She knew all about that, too. How's business, I, I asked. It's coming back little by little, she said. I thought she must own this business. No, she said, but I want to open my own deli and convenience store in the Bronx. She was so excited at the possibility, she came around out from behind the counter and started following me to the door, talking about it. 
saying, my husband and I live in the Bronx. We want to open a business near where we live. I was running late to New Jersey and couldn't talk, but I'm going to send her a note through someone who lives nearby to take over to her with the advice I give to anyone starting a business for the first time. Here are four excellent sources of smart, free advice where you can get encouragement and they can help prevent you from making costly mistakes at the start. One is the New York City Small Business Services Department. Another is SCORE, which stands for the Service Corps of Retired Executives who have a lifetime's worth of knowledge to share for free. A third is the New York SBA, which also runs courses. And the fourth is the New York Public Library. Many branches have valuable free courses, and I know specifically that the Brooklyn Public Library has an excellent program for people starting or growing a business. I'll post these links on Twitter at Joe Connolly Biz. Joe, thanks. Your morning nosh on the Morning News Roundup. It is the Monday Morning News Roundup. I'm Wayne Cabot. And I'm Paul Murdane with your three things to know. We're watching Wall Street sink over the possible collapse of a huge Chinese company, Evergrande, in which many U.S. companies are invested. Number two, the two men running for mayor, Eric Adams and Curtis Lee, will both call for more cops. After a shooting in Claremont Park, the Bronx left a man dead and a young boy wounded. Third thing, the school bus driver shortage. Governor Hochul's office offering signing bonuses to New York's half million drivers with CDLs. Now our news archives, 88 seconds and sound for the 20th of September. Disaster at LaGuardia. U.S. Air Flight 2020 overshoots the runway and breaks in two in the water in 1989. Two passengers died as first responders jumped in to save the rest. They put on wetsuits, went into the water to get people out of that airplane. Survivors were helping others get out of the planes themselves. 2015. Why was it necessary to raise the price of Daraprim so drastically? Well, it depends on how you define so drastically. How about 5,000%? Martin Shkreli, Brooklyn-born hedge fund guy, bought a life-saving drug that nobody else made and jacked up the price so that few could afford it. At the time, he told CBS's Don Baylor. Yeah, I could see how it looks greedy, but I think there's a lot of altruistic properties to it. Altruistic? Absolutely. In what way? With these new profits, we can spend all of that upside on these patients who sorely need a new drug, in my opinion. He's now in prison for securities fraud, has twice changed his last name. The Wall Street Journal says he was still running his business from Allenwood Federal Prison with a contraband cell phone. Parole was denied when he offered $5,000 for a strand of Hillary Clinton's hair. And one more fun fact. The Bloomberg News reporter who broke the story of his arrest, Christy Smythe, now says she is Martin Screlly's life partner. On WCBS. 2019, Mayor de Blasio's presidential campaign is over. He just told MSNBC's Morning Joe. I've contributed all I can to this primary election. It's clearly not my time. Rich Lamb is now joining us live, and this, I can't believe, is a surprise to anyone, Rich. <laughs> no. no, this is not a surprise at all. Uh, the mayor's campaign just never caught fire. Here we go, Bonds. I'm heading for the ramp. Are you sure you want to do it? 1977, the origin of the phrase, jump the shark. Look at that shark, Bonds. When fiction goes too far. The Fonz on water skis jumps a shark, and it seemed the show Happy Days had passed its peak. This is September 20th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.